little bit of a paradox, but you know, hiking for me is about mental health, as I mentioned earlier, and it just you know really grounds me and calms me. And as soon as I feel myself getting frazzled, um, you know, and I know I've been sitting at my desk for too long, um, then I I really know it's very clear to me it's time to get out. And it's really interesting for me how that's evolved because you know I went years without really spending time in nature. But the more I started doing it, the more I need it, and the more I miss it. So you know, where before I could have gone months without going out, now a couple days, and I'm like, you know, something's wrong. Hey, welcome everybody to the Night of Adventure podcast. I'm Dave Green. And I'm Chris Surrett. And in this episode, uh, I think people are going to love hearing what Simone has to say. Yeah, um, Simone seems, it was really incredible presenter. Yeah, she goes by Simone by the Sea uh, on Instagram. And it's definitely worthy for you to go look her up and follow and be inspired. Simone... Um, yeah, she's she's created groups to get more women outside, and she's breaking down barriers too to help kind of you know bridge those gaps for people who think like, hey, I'm not adventurous, I don't know how to do this, and because the outdoors can be intimidating, and um, she is someone that I think uh, people will be inspired by. So, without, friend, with, so yeah, without further keep, ado, keep your eyes on the road, grab a pop, sit down, whatever you're doing, but enjoy this wonderful story from Simone by the Sea. So when Dave came to me um, and invited me to be part of this event tonight, uh, I was really excited and really honored. And also, um, you know, just kind of like, why me? Um, I haven't been hiking for that long. I haven't hiked the PCT trail or, you know, done any big, crazy adventures. Um, and then right on cue, I was... Um, I came across a post on Instagram by a woman hiker who I admire very much. And she was just reminding me that, um, you know, hiking is a spectrum and that every hike is valid and that it isn't about, you know, how far you go or how hard it is or how crazy extreme it is. Um, it's about showing up and being consistent and it's about the relationship that you personally have with nature and what feels right for you so i don't know um i don't know how much uh, men or those who identify as men struggle with this issue but i know for a lot of women i know this is a really big issue it's something we struggle with a lot this imposter syndrome that's kind of real for us so it felt right on a night that is dedicated to women in exploration to just spend a minute talking about that. And, you know, if there's anyone else in the room who needed to hear that tonight, I, I hope that helps. Um, and, um, yeah, let's just continue to support each other and, and show up, have the courage to show up. So um, my story tonight is how I went from 
um, having what I would call a negative interest in hiking and in nature and in being outdoors uh, to basically just wanting to spend every minute that I can outdoors, uh, hiking and in nature. So my story begins in Singapore. This is where I was born. This is where I spent my childhood. And um, Singapore, I, I don't know if anyone's been there, but it's very tiny. It's, um, it's about uh, 700 kilometers squared and it has a population of uh, 5.6 million. And just for context, uh, Nova Scotia is 80 times larger than Nova Scotia, uh, than uh, Singapore and has a population of less than a million. So it's very, very dense. Um, it's very heavily populated, very congested. Um, and this is what a lot of it looks like. This is really built up, it's a lot of high rises um, and just density. And, you know, don't get me wrong, Singapore is incredible. It's beautiful. It's got stunning architecture. It's got, you know, entertainment and amazing food. If you're a foodie, you know, you'd love it. Um, and if you ever get a chance to visit, go, because it really is incredible. But there isn't a lot of space um, for nature. There isn't a lot of space for wild. Um, and, and there's something about the dominant culture and worldview, which is very focused on productivity and growth and achievement. Um, and so again, there just isn't a lot of um, value on something like hiking or spending time in nature. So, um, so I don't wanna give the impression that there's no green space in Singapore, because there is. Um, there's a lot of green space. <clears throat> And this is an example. This is a nature reserve in Singapore. And um, you can see this kind of lush um, you know, growth. It's just what most of the island would at some point have been covered with. Um, but you can also see it's quite um, manicured. It's not very wild. It's about as wild as Victoria Park, um, which is beautiful, but you know, it's not very wild. <laughs> so um, growing up in Singapore, uh, no one in my family, no one at school or in my wider social circle, basically no one I knew hiked or spent time in nature or, you know, went to even places like this. Um, <clears throat> and the only stories that I heard about nature, in fact, as a child were negative. <clears throat> so in Singapore, there's um, compulsory national service for men. And so, at 18, um, guys have to serve a couple of years in the army. And one of the stories that, you know, I would hear as a child from, you know, relatives who had done this was that you had to go spend some time in nature as part of your military training. And so you went to this remote island. Um, and those tales were like, they were like horror stories. Like it wasn't like something fun at all. Was, and, you know, granted, there are a lot of poisonous snakes and a lot of bugs and things like that. It's very hot in Singapore, so fair enough. But it was, you know, basically just this thing of fear and dread, and it wasn't something I ever would have thought to do for fun. Um, so by the time I moved to Canada, I was 14. Um, I had never, ever hiked. I'd never camped. Um, I'd never spent time in a forest or a nature reserve or any kind of wild place in Singapore. Um, I had visited Germany. My mom's German, and we had spent some time in Germany, so I had some exposure to forests, but, you know, as part of my day-to-day, -day, this, this wasn't my reality. And I didn't know a single person who did these things. I didn't know a person who I would consider a hiker or someone who was outdoorsy. Um, and I'd obviously never done any winter sports, like skiing or snowboarding or skating or any of those fun things. 
So being in nature just really wasn't part of my reality at all. After moving to Canada, um, in my teen, like throughout my teenagehood, I had pretty much what I consider a negative interest in nature. I had, you know, like zero interest, um, especially in the winter when you factored in cold. Um, I just didn't want any part of it. And this is the point of the story where I tell my story of my first Canadian winter when I went to Pioneer Camp. And my hiking crew is going to laugh because they all know this story very well and how much it traumatized me. But essentially, I was new to Canada. It was my first winter here. And so um, I, I was like going on a school trip. And basically, I thought it would be super fun to take us to Pioneer Camp, which was a couple hours outside of Toronto. And um, we basically spent a couple of days... Um, doing winter sports like the pioneers would. So we went snowshoeing on like the old school snowshoes and old school cross country skis. And anyway, it was like, it was for me coming, you know, having just come to Canada, I just couldn't think of a worse thing you could possibly do to me. Like, <laughs> you know, now I look at it and I'm like, oh, that sounds fun. Like I would want to do that with my kids. But, you know, I, I definitely didn't feel that way. So I spent two days just miserable, cold. I was like, sure, I had gotten frostbite. Um, I was trailing behind everyone, just feeling so frustrated and so helpless. And it's a funny story for me to tell now, but, you know, at the time it just really cemented like all this hate I had of doing outdoor winter sports. Um, and it stayed with me for a really long time, unfortunately. So the takeaway of that is if you ever go and do outdoor things with a newcomer, um, just assume that they know zero about dressing for the cold or what cold even really means. Um, okay, so uh, yeah, so that's kind of how I spent my teenagehood. And as a young adult, I moved around a lot. I've lived in a lot of cities across Canada. I've lived in different parts of the world, in Europe and in Africa. And in 2010, um, I moved back to Canada with my husband, uh, Francis, is in that picture. And um, in 2011, I um, became a mom. And, um, you know, as a parent, for those of you who are parents, you know that you just want to always do the best thing for your kids. And we both really knew that that meant spending time in nature with our kids. Um, <clears throat> but my husband's from Kenya, and you guys have already heard my story. So needless to say, we found it really hard um, to get out. Uh, which is not to say we never went out with our kids, but, you know, it was, we just found it really hard to get out and to, to motivate ourselves. And especially in the winter, we just found it really hard. So, you know, for many years, like every January, we'd be like, yeah, you know, we really need to get outside more this year. You know, it's going to happen. And, and then it just didn't. Hi. I am Dave Green, and I am the founder of Night of Adventure. Our mission is to explore the human spirit through storytelling. The Night of Adventure grant was created as a way to give back to our community. The grant supports grassroots, human-powered expeditions and adventure. Here are some words from one of our past recipients. And don't forget to get dreaming, start planning, and remember to apply to the Night of Adventure grant. My name is David Bowman. I'm 26 years old, and I'm one of the 2022 Night of Adventure grant recipients. In July 2022, I traveled to Whitehorse, Yukon, and raced the 50-mile Reckless Raven Ultramarathon. 
and it was through the generous support of the Night of Adventure team that I was able to enter, train for, and travel to this race. But more importantly, Night of Adventure has given me an avenue through which I can connect to a community of enthusiastic, like-minded folks through dialogue, knowledge sharing, and storytelling. This, in my mind, is truly one of the greatest things about the outdoors community, and Night of Adventure has encapsulated the spirit in a rich, meaningful way. I'm so grateful to be a part of this group, and I can't recommend enough to you that you check them out, share your story, and if you're even slightly interested in applying for their grant, go for it. You won't regret it. Did it take to change me from having a negative interest in hiking to where I am today? Nothing short of a global pandemic, in fact. So by 2019, I'd, um, I'd started actually getting out into the woods quite regularly um, with uh, some of my friends. We would, you know, walk a couple of times a week. And I have to say our motivation was probably just fitness and just staying healthy and, and you know, moving and staying active in the winter. Um, and then, of course, by 2020, that situation just changed entirely as it did for so many of us and you know I think so many life changes for so many people happened in that time um, and for me all of a sudden getting out into nature became the strategy to really protect my mental health and well-being and it was just so clear to me how much I needed it so you know every day after a crazy day of working and homeschooling and trying not to lose my mind um, I would bundle up my kids and we would head out and we kind of started to do that no matter what the weather was um, and then um, I guess a lot of us were feeling that way um, you know because uh, in August that year we finally had sort of what felt like a little bit of normalcy between lockdowns and um, this particular day happened and um, it was the first time that um, my friends and I planned to hike together and of course we did Cape Split. Uh, probably a lot of you recognize this, this very spot. Um, and we were so nervous because it was our first hike. So, you know, we chatted endlessly about like food and what we were going to wear and gear. And like, we just had no idea, but you know, we did it and we rocked it. It was amazing and we loved it and we couldn't wait to do it again. And we did. <laughs> so we, we went for our second hike a couple of months later and we had three more friends who came with us that time. Um, and that number just kept growing and growing. Um, and now we're kind of a thing. Uh, <laughs> so this is my hiking crew and they're actually here tonight and I am just super grateful. They all made an hour plus drive to be with me here tonight. Um, my bays, and uh, so we plan a group hike once a month, um, kind of without fail, really. Um, and in the summer, we bike together once a week, uh, and pretty much every week, there's some other side plan happening to go skiing or mountain biking or snowshoeing or chase waterfalls or just go for a walk. Um, and there's always someone to do it with, uh, which is so great. So for me, the benefits of hiking as a group have really been um, the consistency and the motivation and just always having someone to go out and adventure with, um, which is really great for, you know, just getting out on those really cold days and you just really don't feel like it, but you've made a commitment, so you show up. Um, the security, you know, just being in a group and, and kind of feeling 
feeling safe to uh, maybe push your boundaries a little more than you would if you were alone. Uh, learning from each other, like everyone brings a different skill set and um, has different things to share and encouraging each other, which is so huge, um, you know, just to do the hard things. Um, and uh, basically just having so much fun because we have a lot of fun together. Uh, there's never a dull moment. Okay, so I promised Dave that I'd talk about my why. That's kind of what the theme of the presentation was meant to be. And uh, this is uh, my why in a nutshell. A little bit of a paradox, but, you know, hiking for me is about mental health, as I mentioned earlier, and it just, you know, really grounds me and calms me. And as soon as I feel myself getting frazzled, um, you know, and I know I've been sitting at my desk for too long, um, then I, I really know it's very clear to me it's time to get out into and it's really interesting for me how that's evolved because, you know, as you know, I went years without really spending time in nature. But the more I started doing it, the more I need it and the more I miss it. So, you know, where before I could have gone months without going out, now a couple of days and I'm like, you know, something's... And at the same time, hiking is about adventure. So it calms me, but it also really excites me. Um, and it's, it's always fun and it's always different. And as you were talking a bit about earlier, Dave, like, it's really redefined how I think about adventure because adventure for me used to mean travel and, you know, big, exciting, flashy things. Um, and, you know, I just came to learn that adventure is about just discovering a new trail or a new waterfall or just, you know, something that might be right around the corner, but it's new. And that's been really great, great in, you know, COVID, especially in the time that I have to stay close to home. And then, of course, there's my kids. So they're 8 and 10 now. And, um, you know, I definitely want to model this behavior for them. I want to inspire them. Um, and I just want them to have a really different relationship with nature than I did growing up. And uh, so my younger daughter, she's the one in the front. She's, she's 8. And now um, she loves to hike. And when I'm leaving on a hike without her, um, she actually gets really mad at me. So it just <laughs> it's cute. But it also, it's like... You know, it just lets me know that I've done something right, you know? She loves it. All right, so, um, yeah, so what's next for me, I guess? I've got this amazing hiking crew. I'm, I'm spending a lot of time outdoors these days. Um, and for me, the focus this year is actually just um, learning to spend more time in nature on my own. Um, I have a lot of fun with my girlfriends, um, my family out in nature, but, um, but I also... Uh, you, I want more of that meditative, reflective element that comes from being alone in nature. So that's a really big priority for me this year. And um, I have to admit, it's scary for me. Um, you know, it definitely pushes me outside my comfort zone. Um, but uh, I know it's important for me to do. And it's uh, I've done two solo hikes so far uh, since the beginning of this year. And, you know, it just feels really empowering um, and confidence building. Also very humbling. But, um, but I'll definitely be doing a lot more of it. And also just building my competence and, um, you know, knowing how to keep myself safe uh, out in nature. So I'll be doing a first aid wilderness course this summer, which I'm really excited about. Um, and I really need to become a better navigator because uh, I'm terrible. I have no sense of direction. So that's not great for hiking. <laughs> but I'm just going to plug all trails because it's my favorite app of all time. Uh, and I just, it does, I have to say, give me a sense of security about just kind of getting up and going out on my own. So I'm sure everyone here knows all trails, but if you don't, that's my little plug, unpaid plug. Um, 
And then the last thing for me is just lately I've really been uh, feeling the urge to get into the mountains, um, just feeling the call of the mountains. There aren't too many of them here in Nova Scotia, but I'm uh, actually going to Vancouver in March and um, I'm going for work, but I'll, I'll be doing some hiking in the mountains. So I'm pretty excited about that. Okay, so that's my presentation. I don't know if I have a minute for questions. I'm happy to take them. Um, if you want to follow me on Instagram, these are my pages. I'm Simone by the seashore. That's me, and there's also Hiking Bays, which is my group, my hiking group. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I love connecting on Instagram. I, um, social media definitely has its downfalls, but um, you know, I love sharing my adventures, and I love seeing yours. And I find every time, you know, every time I'm on there, like every day, I see something new, a new place in Nova Scotia that I've never heard of and that I now need to go visit. So it's great for that. Um, and I just really love making those new connections. So thank you very much for having me. <laughs>